turns out the brilliant footy Hawthorne displayed against the Eagles was a flash in the pan after all, the team surrendering their Tassie streak to the Saints just one week later. It was an embarrassing 75-point defeat and has left us all wondering where to from here. It's just as well there's happier news elsewhere this week, which we'll get to in a moment. Hello, I'm Nick Mason, and welcome to the most must-hear podcast for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. Joining me is a man who didn't predict who would recruit as our new CEO, but he's pleasantly surprised. G'day, Tiz. <laughs> Pleasantly surprised when I heard, I was like, "No, that's not that's not the one. They got the name wrong." <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't cover it last we, week. We didn't? profiled about four, and then yeah, didn't end up being any of them. Tracy Gaudry wasn't amongst them. We missed the target completely, like Will Langford. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, had to get that one, one, one out on of the way, way through. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cheap drive by. But hey, our team had that kind of spirit, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Maybe it's a you know a double bluff, perhaps. Knowing that Melbourne can never win a game as favourites, we've just totally, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're totally like low balled. Our, yeah, we've low balled. Right. Well, we'll get to the game because we do have to review it. But uh, yeah, we have a new CEO. That happened this week. That was nice. Yes. Oh, very impressive. Yeah. So you're a fan of Tracy Gordry? Welcome well, to the club, by the way, Tracy, who follows us on Twitter. You can too, at Hawk Talk Pod. Don't know if she's listening, but g'day if you are. Good to have you on board. Oh, is she listening, Nick? Well, she follows us on Twitter, so uh, there's there's a bit of a chance. She's watching. <laughs> <laughs> if she hasn't switched off yet. <laughs> uh, one of my favourite moments was when she said, uh, well, when she was asked, how long have you been following the Hawthorne Football Club? Mm. And she said, oh, um, oh, it'd be about a month. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what so, a month. And so <laughs> this is obviously going to be part of the new membership drive. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Get the same scarf as our CEO. <laughs> Sign up today, one year member. Brilliant. <laughs> say you were there. Get in on the ground floor. Say you were there in the hard times. Exactly. When we next win a premiership. Yeah. And uh, and obviously, there's a new book coming out, The Hard Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. It's, it's all happening, isn't it? Look, we should talk about uh, Gaudry and, and her background, her experience. She's a former professional athlete, dual Olympian, Current General Manager of Commercial and Growth at Athletics Australia, Vice President of the World Governing Body for the Sport of Cycling, the Union Cyclist International, that's the UCI, and a contributor to the International Olympic Committee on Gender Inclusion. She's the first woman to get a top job at an AFL club. Tears, we've made history. Just like that. You know, even if we're not winning on the field, we are winners off the field. I feel very proud of our club for doing this. Do you? I do, Yeah. Well, well, so it's overdue, isn't it? It's about time. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, pr- I'm proud to say that she our was, club was the first. She was quite quick to point out that she was celebrating being appointed CEO of Hawthorne before celebrating being appointed... Oh, don't high female. road me. Don't high road me with this bullshit. But that's what she did say. Okay, and, fair enough. And she's not into affirmative action, which was interesting. All right. Because, uh, obviously, she got there on merit. And I love that when she spurred to herself as the chosen one, which was just wonderful. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I don't know about these days, Tiz. I can't say anything right. Oh, I'm no. on board with something and no. I'm shut down the next no, moment. It's oh. all good. It's all good. The point is she got there on merit and it's got nothing yes. to do with, with whether she's okay. a woman or not. Yeah, happy, and, happy and, to roll with that. And I, don't, um, I mean, you, talk, you want to talk about on merit. I'm, I'm looking at these qualifications and that's absolutely true. I also want to add that uh, Gaudry was a professional cyclist for seven years, ranked third in the world at her peak. In 99. But, yeah, yep. before moving into executive roles. And we had a tweet from one of our fans, Al Stocks, this week saying, put her on the halfback flank this week. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong. 
I mean, we need a bit of run. We need we need some fitness. Now, I think she's um, maintaining that position as okay. the first woman on the UCI. Right. So she's been the first woman there, mm. and no other woman has joined her on that panel, which is quite incredible. Right. Um, and she's referred to it as a tragedy, mm. um, because obviously they're overlooking some candidates there that are definitely... Do I get the impression of Gaudry that she's quite outspoken? Just from, from the sound bites you've relayed to me in the last few minutes. Oh, I like the personality there. Yeah, I'm and liking I've, this. And uh, I feel like we'll be getting a new fan. I think Caro might be on board fairly <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, pigs do fly, don't they? <laughs> Hell has frozen over. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing Caro at the games. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I don't follow... Carolyn Wilson's writing, but apparently she hasn't been our biggest fan in recent times. Is that fair to say? Uh, no, I think she's had Clarko in the gun a lot. Um, Find something else to write about. Well, you know. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to pick on a team that sits 17th on the ladder. Why don't you try and find a floor in Adelaide? Oh, no. She claims she saw this coming. And, you know, they're, oh, all, did she? they're all prescient. All these, uh, okay. yeah. yeah, they are, They are, aren't they? What about the three feet? Who tipped that? Uh, that was interesting. I think it was Lakey, wasn't it? <laughs> He would say that. He would. Uh, meanwhile, last night we had the 2017 Box Hill VFL Women's Season Launch. Tears. Yeah. Which uh, was a bolt from the blue for mine. I've got to say, my finger wasn't on the pulse with this the, stuff. These things do come out of the blue, don't they, a bit? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, so who, who's our captain? I. You know what? I looked this up and I balked at the surname because I thought I'd mispronounce it. Okay. Do, do you want to be game enough to have a go? Because no, I, looked I, want, at- I want you to mispronounce it first. Well, I need to find it first. Just give me a sec. It's Melissa Keys, I would say. Q U Y S. Q U Y S or K? What have you got up there? Oh, sorry, that is, that is a K. <laughs> See, I could. Melissa K U Y S. Yeah, so we're going you with Keys. You can write it. I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- together we make a great team. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we're going with keys, and apologies if that's incorrect. Well, they spell it wrong later in the article. (laughs) (laughs) They spell it... Wow, the three of us need to get together. The person who wrote that and us too. It was a bit of a giveaway about line six. They refer to it as actual household keys. So we'll go with keys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll go with that. Now, what's our feeling about that? Do, do they have when? What's their fixture looking like? Because I mean, this this is all news to me. Do we know when their first game is? Or um, well, all I know about her is she's twenty nine. She's a ruck rover, and okay. uh, will be so. She'll be leading from the midfield, and yep. <clears throat> it's hard to know what to expect with the women's leagues, isn't it? So I mean, why it's so exciting? There's really? such a uh, there's there's some women who've been playing for a long time now, and then there's ones that are just starting out or coming across from other sports, and yeah. Takes them a little while to get up to standard. Well, that was certainly the case at the AFLW, but um, you, you notice. And you imagine it'll be more pronounced in the in the VFLW. The VFLW, yeah, um, yeah. The AFLW, as, as the season went on, you really saw players acclimatise the game, which was mm. really exciting to watch. So, look, I'm looking forward. to I'll keep my finger on the pulse with that one. Uh, now, meanwhile, our uh, our Box Hill side. Our men's box hillside moved Taking to, all before them. Yep, three wins, zero losses for the year, defeating Williamstown, which and, uh, is a good scalp. And that that is a very good scalp. And mm. they didn't look very good in the first half, and then they mm. came home with a wet sail in the second half, really did well. O'Rourke was very good. Yeah. Um, um, Vickery played well. The only thing that seems to be going catastrophically wrong, and I use catastrophically very pointedly... Mm is our, our on-field performance in the seniors, tears. Now, we've started the podcast on a light note. Some positives. 
But uh, it's time oh. to review this terrible, <laughs> terrible game that we had in Tasmania. Oh, I've got this... Um, oh, what's this heavy feeling on my chest, Nick? What? <laughs> Feels like depression. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't feel like supporting Hawthorne. What is this? It's kind of um, new, isn't it? Well, the, the attitude of the players was um, pathetic. Well, it was. As a whole. Uh, let me put this to you as a, as a burning question ahead of time. Um... Was that our worst loss for the year? Who cares? I'm not grading the losses. I only grade the wins. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, but you know we've lost. Was it our worst effort? I think it was our worst effort. I think that's what I mean. Yeah, and I would agree. It was really tough to watch. It was bad, like really bad. You know, I thought the Suns was the lowest we could get, but mm-hmm. there was something about you know we lost the Suns by 86 and we lost by 75 on the weekend, but there was something about the quality. Of the loss, I think. Do you reckon Clarko gathered them all up and took them to the local pub this time, or because that's what he did to do after what the... glass them? Oh, that's what he did after the Gold Coast Suns. What glass them? No, <laughs> took them for a drink. Like, did he really? Hmm. So just trying to create well, a better. Well, that didn't work, did it? Because we got smashed the next week by exactly the same margin. Yeah. So yeah, well, yes, that's right. Yeah, so at one point, <laughs> it was eighty points. We were down. <laughs> And I was thinking 86 is on the cards. There's only yeah. two minutes left. Yeah. 86 was definitely on the cards. Maybe we play our best footy drunk. Wow. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe Clark goes on to something. Well, the 80s were pretty good, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, well, I mean, that's the point, isn't it? I'm, I'm looking at the game. I'm looking at the stats. And I don't know where the answers lie. Our best on ground. Here we go. You might have an idea of a few of these, but I'm well, going to run through McAvoy them. McAvoy was excellent in the first half. Yeah, he absolutely was, and, and he ended up in our best overall. Here they are in ordering, uh, according to AFL Fantasy Points. Okay. Tom Mitchell, mm-hmm. no real surprise. He's been one of our best all year. Yeah, then Luke, Luke Hodge, who yeah. at, at this stage for season 2017, you would swear he's not on the way out, which is positive. Um, ben McAvoy, as we mentioned. And then we get into some murky territory. That's probably going to be controversial for some of our listeners. Billy. Billy Hartung. Yeah. Ranked number now, four on the ground for I've us. I've got to say, his effort was was very high. You think so? I do. I think he worked the whole day. And I feel that uh, a lot of our players weren't making position for him. That could be true. That could be and true. And then he broke the lines. He got through on that goal and... and, and you know, pulled it to the left, but that was a bad miss. That one really stung. Well, we weren't going to win the game. No, but, no, I agree. But that was a bad miss. Uh, number five, James Frawley. Mm. Probably because the ball was down there so much, I would think. That's the only reason that would have happened. Yeah, well, the back six were just woeful all day. But you got to mm. remember they were exposing Brand. I thought Brand was quite, quite. Uh, he wasn't bad, but you see, the plan was as soon as. Uh, St Kilda got the ball. Whoever had Brand ran quickest to goal. Yeah, and left left him isolated one on one. Often he didn't um, react quick enough, as young mm. players don't. Mm. And so <clears throat> they would be getting easy goals over the back, things now, like that. Well, that's but there the was thing. a lot of that uh, Chinese checkers game, but and I, that was because we weren't either guarding the space or guarding the man. Yeah, I want to say in defence of Brand, that has been happening all year. That was happening in the JL team. Yeah, no, it can happen three or four times a game. Yeah. Right? But it can't happen. How many goals did they kick over the back? Eight? Mate, it's not, a, it's not a phenomenon exclusive to this game in Tassie. It oh, ha- I it, know that. Yeah. 
don't yeah, I'm worried you're making it out like it happens so much in Tasmania it happens you you watch the tape back it happens all the time to us this year I so it's not a problem exclusive to brand um it's a structure no, I'm thing saying or that a work was, rate that thing. was that was the planning of Richardson the oh coach. yeah 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 I'm I'm not Shocked and so by that what at I'm, all. They, what work, I'm they worked it well, St Kilda. Is he looks like he's playing terribly, but it's yeah. actually good coaching by the opposition. When that kind to of thing expose him. When that kind of thing happens, I, me personally, I don't generally single out the player. I'm like, I'm not like, oh, whose man is that? I generally feel like it's a failure of our structure. Well, there was a there was a key moment where Membry, I think, he fumbled the ball four times, just outside the goal square. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it didn't matter. Our Hawthorne players manned up yeah yeah didn't go after the ball yeah i remember that they didn't attack the ball yeah um you know and that and that speaks to attitude it speaks to concentration it just speaks to their motivations in the game um i mean it must be terribly difficult to be what are they in their 30s they've played a season more than most other clubs Mm. most other players at other clubs i think sydney has played 17 finals since 2010. Right. Hawthorne's played 18, mm. right? That's another season they've played as compared to the rest of the competition. Yeah. How do they motivate themselves to keep going when they know they can't be part of the next premiership with this playing group? Well, you that's, know? That's, and that's that's why you look at Hodge and you go, that's why he's an absolute out-and-out champion. Yep. Also, he gets a role that allows him to do that. Yeah. Right? Well, but there's, there's that when you start talking about Burgoyne and, and Gibson, Hodge gets a role where he can float across. It's a role he's had his whole career. Yeah. Right? Whereas yep. Gibbo and 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 uh, Burgoyne still have to adjust their game style to losing losing pace. Yeah. And yep. they haven't made any adjustments. Um the point you raised there was the same the very point that Andrew Holden, one of our fans, raised on Twitter. He says, How do you motivate guys that were at the top for so long and know they won't get there again? Maybe with some you can't. Which is uh, well, they've got pride, Nick. They've got pride. I just think that uh, you can't make them integral. That's why I loved yeah. putting um, Burgoyne forward. Yeah, which because we did against the, Eagles. the innate motivation is to kick the goal. You know, <laughs> and everyone loves so much, a goal. You know, it's a downhill skiing act, but everyone loves kicking a goal. Everyone loves making a goal. But to mm. go and run down that bloke or man up that, it's a lot more. <laughs> it's more about attitude and motivation than the you know the almost instantaneous good feeling you get from scoring. <laughs> Let's take a look at a few more comments from Twitter. Had another one from Bobby Crisp. Thank you, Bobby, for writing in. Uh, at Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head if you want to engage with us on Twitter. Uh, he says too many stars in quotations stars proving they were in the right team at the right time and got carried, not champions themselves. Bruce Gunners. Puapolo and Shields. It's pretty harsh. Uh, it's not that harsh. There's plenty of examples of players like that. I'm I'm not sure you could say they are. Uh, I, they were carried by a premiership side. I think Gunston nearly <laughs> nearly won a norm. Yeah, that's incredibly harsh to say that of Gunston. But <clears throat> what you do have to consider is their matchups now. Yep. And they're getting a better qualified matchup to take him out of the game. I think he had Nathan Brown on him at one point, who I wouldn't respect too highly now. He's in the twilight of his career. Mm. But you've got to remember the the ball coming in was not exactly to in his to his advantage. No, no, that's right. Uh, I want to say, in defence of those stars, 
I think it's a confidence issue. I don't think it's fair to say, you know, maybe one flag. Maybe that can be carried to one flag. Two, your argument starts getting a bit thin. You can't carry liabilities to a three-peat. I'm sorry, you just can't. That doesn't happen. That You know, we made history being a club that won three premierships in a row. You can't do that with hangers-on. They were all vital cogs in that in that team oh, this that is, won those this flags. This is the squad argument, the, the idea that a squad earns a flag. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess it does. And that we should extend the number of premiership medals to whoever's you know represented the side five times during the year. That's part of that argument. I don't, I don't know about that, to be honest. Uh, I do think there are players that are fringe players that can turn up on the day. I mean, we've seen it in a few grand finals. We've especially Mitch Morton against us. <laughs> you know, these... Well, they're a one-hit wonder, aren't they? But none of those blokes mentioned there didn't have really good periods of football where they were beating their opponents consistently. Yeah, which makes me think that the skill and the, the talent is there. It's got to be a confidence issue. And, and I sort of... I tried to work through it on Twitter. Once the game was spiralling out of our control, I, I sort of went, not on a rant, but I was just trying to process my thoughts Jeez, about I, it. I tell you what, that, that option for... Did you miss this? That seemed like a bit of a negative live tweeting <laughs> feed, didn't it? But uh, no, it reflected where I was at the time. It was a very miserable experience watching that game. And I just tried to work through it. And I said, it's it's got to be a confidence thing. Relating to our veterans, our stars, who have these premiership medallions, it has to be a confidence thing that they're lacking in it. So they don't have belief. And then that undermines their motivation to do anything. And then that completely cripples the game plan and so everything falls apart. That's my reading of it. But, I mean, that's the problem. Say, How do would, you get confidence I would say back? they have complete confidence in themselves and very little in those who have been brought in around them. That could be it. You might be onto something there. So, we've been people have been messaging us about fractures within the club. People think that some of them are being overpaid, the new blokes, things mm. like that. Mm. I mean, that's... All conjecture. Well, I was going to say, that's hearsay. Yeah. I mean, it's a reasonable to put but it on the is, table. But this is what happens when you lose. <laughs> yeah, it's People easy. People look for reasons why you lost. Yeah, it's easy when you're winning, isn't it? Everything just fits together nicely, and it, it, it's not worthy of inspection or comment. It's just you're good, and then that's the end of the story. Yeah, as long as you win, it papers over the cracks, doesn't it? Now, let's take a comment uh, from Peter from Twitter who said, in principle, the same side that laid 104 tackles in a final last year and with almost three quarters gone, not even 30 tackles on the weekend. Yeah. That's pretty damning. That's that's an effort thing, which I think, again, for mine, is undermined by confidence. If that's how they're going to play, Clarko's going to have to do catastrophic change as he yeah as he's forecast. Those were the words he used. Now, what does he mean? Well... He's going to have to walk the walk now, isn't he? He's talked the talk, and when it comes to Thursday, selecting oh, well, the teams... Catastrophic change may not be this week. Catastrophic change may be with the list at the end of the year, when 10 go off the list and 10 new fellas come on. It's bad right now. We're obviously facing a pretty miserable period in our team's lifespan, but is that a bit sky-is-falling mentality? That's quite panicky to forecast in what, did we have round six to go, yep, well, at the end of the year, there's going to be huge changes. Do you really think he's looking towards the end of the year at this point? No, it's it's threatening players in their careers. All right, fair enough. So he's laid the gauntlet down. Yeah. 
Doesn't that start we, this week? Uh, let, let me we put... are not satisfied with this effort. Okay. We're not going to put up with it. Yeah, but you can't come out and, and say that and do and nothing at the at the selection table. Yeah, you can, and you're on notice. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can. You can go, what? all right, well, we haven't got anyone better than you, but <laughs> you're going to keep playing, yeah? And if you improve, you might stay on the list. I didn't read into that uh, that way. Well, that, w- that would be what I would expect catastrophic change to mean. I, I think that's... There's a- no catastrophe in being dropped to the twos. <laughs> But being delisted, <laughs> that's a catastrophe. But don't you, as a fan, don't you at least want to see some effort in, in, in choosing the team? Like we're trying something different? I don't, it, it would just be a weird look if we came out with the same team. I, I can't say that we lost any of the games at the selection table, Nick. Well, that's, yeah, that's fair enough. It's, it's you know, the effort's there or it isn't. Nobody in the AFL should be getting beaten by 70 75, especially with the experienced players we have. Yeah, I was just about to jump in there and say that we should not be. The fact that Hawthorne and Sydney are the last two on the ladder Mm. is just a joke. How that has happened is beyond me. That is ridiculous. There's so much talent on both teams. It shouldn't be the case. I I feel like it's a hangover. I really do. I think mentally a lot of the players are shot. Burned out. Yeah. Yeah, they are, well, they've had and the dizzy it, heights either, and now they've plummeted back down. It's either that uh, you have to change the message you're saying to the players, you know. Are, mm. they, are they saying the same message too often? They've heard it all before. We've been yep. here. We've done this. We know it's got, you know, Hodge might be thinking, well, I try my best, but it's really up to everyone else around me to start lifting. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to change the result. How many bags of flour has Clarko gone through? <laughs> <laughs> Ripping Just them open a with line a knife. A week. Yeah, a line a week. Or maybe if they did a line a week, oh, it wow. might. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I won't go there. Um, so we'll we'll move to uh, to another Twitter. It's from a different Paul. Another oh, another I th- tweet. I think we should talk about who you would want to see come in if you okay, want to see you, blokes. You, if you want to <laughs> see blokes, you know. Just uh, an exodus from the side. Okay. Who are you looking at to come in? I'm not saying it should be an exodus from the side because, as you pointed out in previous weeks, it's dangerous to rip out the core of the club. Oh, yeah, you might lose by 100, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) No, hang on. You've changed your tune. You can't argue both. I know you're trying to play devil's advocate, but you can't argue both. It's unfair. You can't rip out the core of the club because it will demoralise the young players who you send in Mm -hmm. to battle. Right. So in terms of the changes you make, I think you bring up a very good point in the last few minutes in, the, in that it may not be one at the selection table. But my point is that fans are, they're hungry for change or at least some sort of action to at least make it look like we're trying something. I now, don't know. I get the feeling that we're, um, <sighs> that we've decided that, uh, well, this is the AFL system and we're going to be down for a little while and we're a little bit resigned to it, but we just can't watch the lack of effort yeah that was it it's not the okay. fact that that it looked like they were all playing on their non-dominant side for the whole day it's not it's not the fact that they were missing goals yeah it's it's not the fact that you know St Kilda were walking through them like a hot knife through butter yeah it's the fact that no one was standing up mm. and really attacking the ball there was no bloke you could say geez that 
bloke tried hard. He got totally exposed. He was he looked useless, but at least yeah, he did his best. It's getting pretty bad when you're thinking about like a ten point loss as a as a positive at this point. Because ah, if no, you're only you, if you're but only, that's what you have to do with young teams. You got to you if, get close, you get defeated. Well, you see exactly. with St Kilda last year, you saw it with West, uh, Western Bulldogs two years ago. Yeah. They were getting close, getting just not enough. You know, yeah, they yeah. kept taking the wrong option. But at least they're having even, a crack. Even Sydney with um, Towers kept taking the wrong option. <laughs> you know, and he gave two, oh, three games away because he took yeah, the I wrong think it option. Was, a yeah, was. One against Richmond, that, one against Hawthorne. Now that's happening fifteen times a game because we've got that many players who are in that <laughs> range, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's how you get to seventy-five. Because I know you're not going to let me. Get away from the question of who no, to bring I, in. I, I, I think I know who you want to bring in. I just want you to tell me. And I want <laughs> you to tell me who's coming out. <laughs> You're really sticking it to me on this episode. Oh, well, I'll give you one. There's Gibbo. He obviously needs a rest. He looks done. Yep. Uh, for who, though, I'm not sure. Well, you got Headley at the back there. Yeah, that's true. Headley, I think, deserves a go. Um, well, we've got Rioli who missed this week, who instantly so goes back in. So he comes back in. Vickery's been tearing it up a bit in the VFL. Sean Marcus oh, was pretty good. Okay, well, I would say O'Brien goes out for Vickery. Would you? Yeah. Oh, I think same. I think O'Brien's been told we're going to back you for about four or five weeks and uh, you're not going to leave the line. Okay, caveat being, if you're right about that, mm. fine. Let him go. Just keep him in the side. Yep. Other than that, yeah, at this stage, if it were up to me, I'd put Vickery in. Okay. Um, God, think, who, who else? Do you think Ruffy looked like... Ruffy did look tired. Um, the game on the weekends, to be quite frank, looked like a guy who probably shouldn't be playing football. Yeah. Um, Very which, tough having this conversation. Really. It is, because I say it with the utmost respect for him. And, and well, well, it's the, and, tough and, because I... I'm almost leaning towards critical at Hawthorne putting such a large I am load too. on him. That's exactly where I'm headed with this. Yeah. I don't think it's right. And on the weekend, it didn't look right that he was captain of our football club. I mean, club. they didn't know that we were going to be so uncompetitive. No, 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 they didn't know that. But, but it, it, it just it looks like it's all getting a bit uh, heavy. Yeah, there was someone who suggested on Twitter, I, I don't have that particular tweet on me here, but mm. um, they suggested maybe Ruffy needs a rest, and I, I don't mind that idea. Why not be cautious at this point? Yeah. I, you're not you're not playing for a flag, let's face it. Let's be honest with that. That's right. Give the guy a rest. I mean, he's been through a hell of a lot. And, uh, you know, no one, you know, including us, no one in our fan base is about to have a go at Ruffy. We We're only happy he's playing. Oh, exactly. But we only bring this up out of sheer concern. I mean, in, in November, I was talking about, um, you know, maybe he would get his 500th. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you said, oh, just go go a bit easy. You know, I'm still, we don't want to put that expectation out. I'm still cautious. Now he's got it. Yeah. And I, I do think he needs a bit of a rest. And if he wants it, he should be entitled to ask for it, I oh, think. absolutely. Now, we'll probably get Birchall back this week or next week. Yeah, so, look. And Jeray played quite well. Yeah. So uh, look, we have options. So while it's not necessarily been lost at the selection table, we do but have some about, options to tinker. It's about the effort. It is. But if players aren't putting in the effort, do they deserve their spot in the team? How long? And and the the player you raise is the guy who goes out for you and and for me as well, Gibbo. I mean, G- Gibson's had. Six weeks, effectively. He's had six weeks yeah. of the same sort of output. And there comes a point where you go, well, we're going to just try something else this week. 
It doesn't have to be forever. It's mm-hmm. just we just need to try and, something else. And go else. back and get some touch in the twos, you know? Yeah. But, you know, maybe we just need a new game plan. Maybe the game plan is too skills-based. You know. Well, that was my question that I was going to ask you at some point in this episode. What is the game plan? Maybe we plan? should just be running the lines like, you know, the Mighty Ducks do. What, to actually engage in a flying V down yeah, the ground. that kind of thing. <laughs> Carlton I, used to do that in 95. I remember watching that. Look, that... Bradley to rats to, you know. <laughs> that that might be a better option than whatever we're trying at this point. Because i I got to say, watching the game, I believe I tweeted this, I lost sight of the game plan. I don't even know what we're trying to do anymore. Before, I was critical of our game plan being, bomb it long, see what happens. It's not even that anymore. I don't even... No, we're not... We're not getting enough. Mind you, when that was enough, when that yeah. was happening, I reckon St Kilda took about as many marks inside our Ford fifty as they did theirs. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Well, Robertson was very good for them. So I tell you who I want to see. Okay. I yeah, that, see- that's fair. Like if you put me on blast, it's only fair that yeah. you chip in. Yeah. I want to see uh, Headley. Yep. Exposed against Melbourne again, <laughs> as he was last year. Okay. Uh, Birchill will come in. Duray will come in. Keeping his head over the ball. White yeah. Cross is still hanging around. Okay, you've forecast at least three changes so far. Well, these are the players I want to see. Yeah. It doesn't mean they have to come in. Vickery comes in. Willsmore, geez, he's been unlucky not to get picked. Who's he come in for, do you reckon, if anyone? Jeez, uh, I don't know. Hendo was best in the VFL. It's another guy. We've got Henderson, Henderson. We've yeah. got Henderson and Vickery just sitting there, waiting to be used. Are they not... Are they not the future? Why did we Why did we get them? How old's Henderson? Isn't he like 28 or something? Yes. Yes, he is. Okay, we've still got a few more years. Well, I get the feeling that Sicily goes straight out the side. Well, based on the weekend or just as a structure yep. thing? No. Or just based on the weekend? Based on the weekend. It wasn't great. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to... These are the players I want to see. They're not the players... I don't need to name the players who should go out. Why not? You're going to make room for them somehow. You well, can't do half the equation. Okay, okay, tell me the difference between the games of Brewston, Popolo and Sicily. Was <laughs> it about one tackle between the three of them? Yeah, but if, if they're all on the same... If they're all on par with one another, don't they all go out by that No, logic? I don't think they do. Because Why? one's more important to the structure than the okay. rest. Okay, all right. And obviously O'Rourke, pick two from 2012, is still running around in the two so I think he should get a go yeah I'm, I'm just reviewing uh, Nat Edwards take on things 28 disposals and 5 clearances for John O'Rourke he's had 3 games back from a hammy it's time to bring him back in the senior side says Nat and mm. I'm inclined to agree and Lankford goes out O'Rourke comes in and there is my straight swap that is my number 1 swap for the team this week now I'm going to disagree because I thought Lankford was one of the few that showed real effort oh mate Mate, that that's where it starts falling down because you want to talk about effort as a cornerstone of what happened on the weekend. Fine, I agree. I show you Langford and raise you O'Meara. <laughs> okay, but O'Meara has had less time in Hawthorne Colours to show what he can do. He's had less time overall. How many games has O'Meara played full stop in his career? It can't be that many. Uh, it'd be about Will. Be about the same. Okay, well, one has a premiership medallion. Can you believe it? Will Langford, Premiership player. He was great that day. I, I'm not sure it's getting better, Tiz. I'm not sure. Ah, he'll get better. He's a stalwart of this team now. He's the type of player that has to lead us forward. No. No. Nah. Absolutely. I disagree. Disagree. Not as he is. That's just not oh, true. Oh, he has to improve. I mean, Mitchell was terrible by foot early on. 
it, it's um that's uh, Sam. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I got you. No, it, it is just you, you know, and people say the same thing about Hartung as well. In, in defense of Langford and Hartung, they look to one key element of each player's games in defense of their like inclusion in the side, and and they'll say oh. and they'll say about Hartung that his run is really important. But when you're panicky and your decision-making is shot, it doesn't matter. It completely undermines that specific skill, that expertise. You look at Langford. Yeah, he's got a lot of grit and he's good contested footy. That side of his game is good. Go in and get the pill. But if he's butchering it, I ask you, what is the point? I would say that there's a lot of confidence in those two players from the coaching staff. Yeah. Right? That they can perform their role. Well, I can see that. They get picked every week. Exactly. (laughs) And they back Hartung to win one-on-ones and they back Will to do the same. Now, you look at some of the players who the coaching staff do not back to win (laughs) one-on-ones. Okay. okay? They make sure they're never exposed. They're the kind of players that the fans don't even register that there's less confidence in these players. Yeah. And, you know, and yet the ones that the game plan is built on winning one-on-ones. They're the ones that get shot down and get called to come out of the side. Yeah. So it's, you know, the coaching staff rate them higher than the fans do just for the purely for the fact that they give them more responsibility in the game style. Okay. And I get that. And, And obviously the coaches, they're in a better position than the fans and a lot of people. No, they're not. They're responsible for it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that they're they're the ones qualified. They they have the positions of coaches and they make those calls to look at the data oh, and look at their of games. Mediocre qualified people around. <laughs> <laughs> look at us <laughs> doing this podcast. Shouldn't be allowed to do this at all. Um, but no, they're in the position to be able to do this, and they they look at it. They look at these players and they go. Yep, they're tracking well. They're where we want them to be. Fans are going, no, they're not. They are not. You're full of shit. My question is, is there no one better then? Who's right? I mean, I'll, I'll give the coaches the benefit of the doubt and say they know what they're doing. And if that's the case, is is that it? Is that is this the best we've well, got? Well, it depends. What do you ask of a player? <laughs> Three premierships in a row. For hundred percent, hundred percent disposal efficiency and ten touches. What's well, impossible? Sixty-five percent yeah. disposal efficiency, and you know twenty-five touches. Yeah, that's a trade-off, isn't it? You know, because these are the things that anyway. He will improve gradually. Will as will Amira. I mean, the poor bugger. He's coming through some a hell of a lot of flack this week. Has he really? I I don't really put much heat on Amira. Well, at this stage, maybe down the track I will, but not now. John Anderson's like, oh, this is such a bad move. They've <sighs> they've put such a big bet on this kid being good. Yeah. And how many players have we seen that were great, had an injury, came back, and were never the same player? Well, that's a fair point. You know, and they've they've taken a huge risk on this bloke, and all this doom and gloom, everything. Mm. Uh, I've got to say, for the fans out there listening that are getting depressed as we speak. (laughs) We're having fun. Come on. Hawthorne have a fantastic amount of salary cap left. Yeah. As opposed to Sydney, who are definitely going to be losing Sam Reid and maybe um, Jones on the wing. Right. Hawthorne are at least going to retain any talent (laughs) (laughs) that that they find and nurture. Okay. 
So we may be looking at getting rid of a couple of players to get early in the draft. I don't know who they'd be, no. but they're probably those ones that you're talking about. <laughs> you put it back on me. You again. know, the, the ones that are, are good in a great side, but shit in a terrible one. Well, that's the idea. You, you have to almost deceive your opponents <laughs> into going, here, take this off our hands. No, it's a really great deal. That's true. Well, if, uh, if even even with Gary Ablett, I mean, if Geelong are mm. looking in the premiership, they go and get Gary Ablett as a bit role player. Yeah. You know, that'll be fine. Um, I but you've say- got to carry him. <laughs> That's right. You yeah. got to carry them. I want to circle back around to uh, the so-called future of our club, uh, courtesy so-called. of. Well, you know, we're still deciding, aren't we? Okay. Um, this is a comment. Uh, it was tweeted to us from Nat Martin saying, "Brand Hartung Sicily forward that is uh, O'Rourke, <laughs> Hardwick, Burton, all just have to be left in the side and encouraged. Would like to see Wills more too." Um, yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't like no? giving players carte blanche to turn up and do whatever they like. No, you, you give them, like I said, I think they've given O'Brien about five weeks to show that he can do it, you know? Yep, and if not, then he's out of the then side. Then he's gone. Yep, fine. Uh, Danny Prince, do you think it's time to play O'Rourke, Stewart, and possibly even Morrison? Stewart copped a bad knock in the twos. Uh, oh, that's on the unfortunate. Weekend. I would have had him in the side. Uh, but um, I don't know what how that's pulled up at all. <laughs> I say I would have had him in the side. It's probably occurring to listeners at this point that I'm bringing in a new 22 next week in the seniors. <laughs> that's not the case. But uh, I just feel we need to experiment at this point. Uh, Dave Casriel, I think I'm saying that right. Langford is the worst user of the football as a mid in the AFL, so O'Rourke comes in. But he hasn't shown much upside in the seniors either. The difference is there with O'Rourke is he hasn't really been given much of a chance, has or, he? Or really the greatest contested player, you know. So I think you'd be robbing the midfield a bit there. You're what did you think of Dan Howe? Oh, he was he was okay. He sort of slipped under the radar for me. I didn't think he was terrible. Yeah, but then I, in a seventy-five point loss, who isn't terrible, you know? Well, Mitchell McAvoy, but I mean, it was hard to find many winners out there. I, I think uh, Dan Howe will be a player. I think Brand will be a really good player. Yeah, um, I've got confidence in those boys. Yeah, same. So I can see it emerging, but you got to remember, all these guys are under a season exposure in the AFL. We look ahead to Melbourne next week. What do you? How do you rate our chances? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, Melbourne are pretty much flying at the moment, aren't they? I mean, they came up against well, against an Essendon that were really, really tired. And I will Anzac say that time. the week before, they really dropped their bundle against Richmond in a game they should have won. It's hard to know. I will say that it's hard to know where Melbourne are at. See, they lost Spencer that day, didn't they? Yeah, they don't really they, have any ruck stops. And when they got done by Geelong, they lost Gorn during the match. Yep. So, they'll have no ruck for us except for Patterson. Which, um, I, I don't see us being able to compete for the whole game again. I mean, our third quarters are just shocking. Yeah. So, no, I, but, I, I but at the G, I expect effort. Yeah, I expect effort, but I do expect us to lose. Yeah. And uh, again, really... Especially if we're doing the changes we, we're asking <laughs> Well, that's for. right, yeah. I think if that's the thing, is Like, if you're asking for those changes, you have to be prepared for what might come with it. Hmm. And at this stage, uh, I am. <laughs> okay. I am. As long as you seem to be trying something, then losing is it's all, it's all about effort, isn't it? Effort at the selection tables, effort on the ground. As long as you're trying, a loss is somewhat acceptable, I think. Now, I was reading the AFL website and I detected some reasons to keep the faith. 
I know we've been quite negative this podcast. It's been hard to be positive, to be honest, after that performance. But the AFL website pointed out, this is the third time Alistair Clarkson has overseen one five starts to the season in his coaching career. Were you aware of that? No. Well, there you go. So it's happened. We've been here before. This exact is place. It, is this at Hawthorne or... Yeah, at in Hawthorne. The ammos no, they, no, we've been here before since we've been supporting Hawthorne. Uh, the first time is in 2005. Right. During Clarkson's first season as he established the list and a style of play. So he had a big burden on his shoulders. He had to really redevelop everything. Mm-hmm. Second time is in 2010 uh, when we got Gibson, we got Burgoyne, and Kennedy and McGlynn left and were traded to the Swans. Who? Well, exactly. Mark wow. Williams joined Essendon and Stuart Dew retired. Best trade ever. It was. <laughs> Willow to Essendon. Fabulous. We kick, do we do have a habit. Four goals and it cost them 600k per goal. Anyway. <laughs> we do have a habit of offloading players who immediately come under an injury cloud. Have you noticed? It's great. <laughs> I love that trend. Some, uh, some ridiculous figure it cost them. It's in, great. In that instance, Burgoyne missed the first seven rounds of the season with a dodgy knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were all and, wondering what we did that for. And Gibson was missing after round three with a badly torn hamstring. After seven rounds, Hawthorne sat third bottom with one win and was struggling to once again capture an edge on the competition. We've been here before, Tiz. Yeah, but we don't have any injuries, Nick. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Clarkson made changes (laughs) to the game style and the Hawks took their first steps towards a kicking game that led to three flags. So we're leaving it to the great man, the so-called genius, to try and dig us out of this somehow. What's he got up his sleeve, Alistair Clarkson? As we've said this podcast, he promised catastrophic changes. Is, does he have some sort of mad scientist genius Listen, to bring us out of this? It's just about the effort. We so know It's as simple as that. Yeah. If we can... If we so can, I read that out for nothing. We can, if we can up <laughs> the effort, that's all, as a fan, I want to see. Okay. And, you know, Clarko's got a game plan that'll work. Whether he needs to change it for this, for this list... Yeah, you know, maybe that's the point. Thing. Maybe he's being, you know, maybe he's being a bit stubborn. And Clarko has been stubborn in in uh, twenty two thousand and nine. Yep, yeah, uh, that's right. When uh, we really bottomed out. Yeah, remember Hodge, or was it twenty ten? I think it's about the time you were talking about when we've taken yeah Burgon and Gibbo, and it gets to about round nine. Hodge actually goes and has a meeting with Clarkson and says, "Listen, this game plan, we're not buying it. Mm. It's we can't go forward with this." work something else out. And at the same time, we were getting a lot of injuries that year and the next year, and uh, Andrew Russell went and totally re-engineered our, uh, our fitness program. Yeah, right. You know, which, and both of those things led to the, the three-peat. It's a matter of perspective and attitude, isn't it? Maybe, you know, we're in a bad spot, but maybe we're coming up to a time where nothing's things ever really change. As, nothing's ever as bad as it looks in AFL. I guess not. Well, there's a uh, lot of hyperbole, isn't as, there? As a, I mean, <laughs> media base their opinions on a week to week result. <laughs> That's right, they do. And yeah. and do you uh, remember when Hawthorne were back in town? Well, for that brief <laughs> yeah, second. That's right. But you got to remember also that when they change a coach at a club, yeah. You know, they win the next week. Yeah. That's, no yeah, matter that's the right. opponent. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, sack the coach and everything will be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of hyperbole, it is award season again. Oh, yeah. I, yep. love the, I love the awards and also the anti-fantasy. Because I, I did 
shockingly this week, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. I've got some anti-fantasy news. I'll, I'll bring it up on my phone. We'll, have, Hawk, a, we'll Hawk, have a sift through it. The Hawk Talk podcast, you know, fantasy ladder is... Uh, <laughs> How's it looking? <laughs> oh, I, I don't tend to look at it anymore. All right, we'll, we'll get to that. Right now, it's award season. We've got the inaugural Hapless Hyperbole Award. Now, Essendon veteran Brendan Goddard, this is a story that I covered on Twitter. Mm. Got a good reaction as well. I was glad everyone jumped on board this. Last week said that Joe Danaher could be as good as Lance Franklin. Oh, yeah. Citing his athleticism combined with his height and ability to kick the ball a long way. (laughs) I mean, please. These comments, of course, followed uh, Essendon's Anzac Day triumph over Collingwood, in which Danaher kicked 3-4, which... Is, that, a, is that, a very Buddy-esque score, yeah, I've got to say. It is. And and I watched that game, and he did play well. Um, it probably wasn't my Anzac Day medalist from memory. I, I think I had, might have chosen Heppel above him. but Well, Carlo will know that we both picked uh, Danaher's Mo to take out the Anzac Day medal. <laughs> I'll never pick his Mo for anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a winner, that Mo. Um now, just this past weekend, after these comments, Danaher recorded the lowest scoring game of his career according to Schick AFL player ratings. Schick. Whatever, whatever they are. Be careful with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he finished the loss to Melbourne with a negative score of negative 1.1. Really? Yeah. Brought about largely by his way- wayward effort in front of goal. Danaher booted 0-6 and won out in the full in the first half. Finishing wow. with 1-6 for the game. He ranked as the poorest performer in the match so <laughs> Brendan Goddard well he's he's very good Brendan Goddard at, at working out when to um when to jump ship <laughs> it's, well I mean if it wasn't time in the last couple of years when is it time for Essendon mate <laughs> oh, I mean left, come on he left St Kilda and said Essendon were on the point of getting a premiership and he's not been right about a lot in his life has he Brendan Goddard don't you get that feeling I don't I, I actually feel, feel a little for Brendan Really? I oh, took that sensational mark and then the draw and, you know, this is this is the thing about St Kilda. I, I was never so devastated to lose to St Kilda because mm. they're, they're also rans of the competition. You know, they're just... That makes me devastated to lose to them. The fact that we were 20 points, up, uh, 20 points down yeah. in the 1971 grand final at three-quarter time and we still got up to win. <laughs> To St Kilda. Who could and forget do you that? Know who, do you know who was coaching St Kilda? Who? Alan Jeans. There you go. And after 17 years, they turfed him. And he came to Hawthorne for the 80s, which was, you know, quite a good period. <laughs> a bit of... Just underselling it there. I like it. <laughs> um, so now we, we're going to give him our first round draft pick, which they put on the banner. Thank you very much. Now... Footy Classified, apparently last night, they sent out a tweet. I didn't watch the show because I don't watch garbage. I don't waste my time with it. But they sent out a tweet which got a little bit of traction from people asking as like a preview for what they're going to cover on their show. Oh, yeah, what clickbait was this, Nick? Yeah, well, exactly. That's why I didn't click on it. But I saw the tweet for it. They asked, was it appropriate of St Kilda to have that message on their banner? No, totally inappropriate. I, I, couldn't, um, I couldn't write my letter quick enough to the club. I just you must be taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I mean, could you, not you played care that, less. You played that very well in person. <laughs> I'll, I'll say for the listeners, there was it was on a knife's edge. I couldn't tell if that was for real then, but that is just a shocking call <laughs> about that being inappropriate. Hutchie, little, did, Hutchie did that tweet. You can tell. 
Oh yeah, he's such a troll. Why? You know, it is. <laughs> that was a great banner. I want more of that. I know it was against us, and there were a lot of fans, you know, probably listening to this, going, "No, stuff you, St Kilda are garbage," and how dare they? But that was a bloody good banner, wasn't it? Come on, we can pay that. Oh, uh, look, I prefer it when. Yeah, I suppose is that on the field? No, it's still off the field, really. Because it's off but the I field. Pre- I, pre- I prefer for St Kilda to keep their comedy on field. To be quite honest, <laughs> like the good old days. Yeah, you know, <laughs> of decades past. <laughs> you know, Stevie Milne running into an open goal, ball bounces the wrong one. Oh. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. I've never seen How anything so How do you get so, so sentimental about Goddard's mark and feeling sorry for him, and then having a go at Milne in the next breath? Ah, yeah. How did? Oh, you're an. Do enigma. I have to be consistent? Well, you're a Hawthorne fan, so absolutely not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of consistency, let's look at the uh, the anti-fantasy rankings. Oh, there were a lot of primos that didn't turn up this week. I think I had one that cracked the ton. I got burned badly this week, I'm going to say. How? I, <sighs> you keep picking players that do really well, and I keep picking players and paying a fortune for them, and they do terribly. This is the thing. I don't make that many changes to my lineup. But I will say definitively, round six is my highest score. <laughs> it's my highest score yet, oh, Tiz. Now, the there idea, for anyone who's not up with this, the idea of my anti-fantasy league is to pick the worst team week in, week out. And, I seem to and be, lose the most money and over lose the course the most of, money. of the season. I seem to be doing, I score more and more each week. I don't know how it's happening. Oh, look, okay, I'm moving to round six now. 1,439 points in total. That's my highest. That, that is that is well and truly your highest it's, for a long time. It is. It, it's my highest for the season. And and I look at this. I, okay, so I made Darcy Gardner was my captain. Did he play? He did play. So he ended up earning me 142. <laughs> That's my highest all season. Do you know what my captain got this week? What? 126. Oh, who was your captain? <laughs> Five. How has my captain outscored your captain? That is uh, Darcy I had Gardner. Captain had a, Fife and he did nothing. Gardner had a better game than Nat Fife. Brilliant. Who would have picked it? Anyway, uh, so I'm looking through and uh, Matt Rosa was my worst performed. Because yeah. he, he sustained a pretty bad knock. Okay. So he scored 25. Right. Of the people who didn't sustain an injury throughout the you game. You made a lot of money on Darcy Gardner, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? Let's um, send you back. I think Sam Rowe was my worst with 47. But uh, other than that, everyone performed kind of decently. We got See, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Carlton, look at the effort in that game. Yeah, exactly. That's what we want to see. Um, so my Carlton perform- uh, players performed well. Oh, actually, no. The worst for me was uh, Nathan Vardy. Who I think also got in. Did he sustain an injury at yeah, some sort of knock? Yeah, elbow, I think. Okay, right. Well, and he doesn't count. Sam Rowe it is. Um, but yeah, all of my other players, they they were kind of mid-range good. And so, I don't know how so to stop it. do you know the it. value of your team? Uh, let, me, let me just check. Okay, my team value. Is it below the 10 million you started with? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, 10,721,000. Gee. Go. You're going to have to start picking but, some really high quality players that are just going to turn. I just, it. I just don't have the the money, and and oh, and I don't have the trades. <laughs> I can only trade out two each week, and it feels like it's it's like whack. Who would have thought this would be harder than it looked? Well, it's like it's like whack a mole. <laughs> I trade out one player is good, and then a shit one bobs up the next week. He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to score 150 this week because I feel like it. So, it's like as if they know I'm putting them in the team. So you go into the game this week, Nick. 
that that's up in the air. Not because of our performance. It's up in the air. I've got I've got uni stuff. I, I'm a student, listeners. I've got things to do. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> Why? Oh, it's just going to be great. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Well, I, I might be inclined to trade in a couple of Hawthorne players. Oh, depending on who's picked. I, no, that breaks the rules. Okay, fine. They're part of the rules. You can't have a mirror. Look, I, oh, <laughs> um, I, I'm ranked 126, 327th. Okay. The 126,327th, which is my lowest ranking, I believe, yet. Is it? So I'm somehow falling in the rankings, but scoring the most I ever have. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. So look, I'll continue to plummet, hopefully, but I'm I'm hoping for a worse performance next week. Otherwise, I'll really start. It's going to be catastrophic change, Tiz, <laughs> <laughs> with my two, two trades. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, look, uh, we've been going a while now. It's coming up to an hour. Do you want me to finish off with a rant or? Oh yeah, the rant. We're still doing that. Poor Melbourne. What are you going to do to them? Well, what are they going to do to us on the weekend? That's what I'm worried about. But uh, Oh, come on. They're not that good. <laughs> well, they beat us last time. I'll probably turn up and think they've won it already. We've got to see Lewis run around. You're going yeah, to gonna... clap for Lewis? That's what you're going to ask me. I will when he puts it out of bounds on the full. <laughs> I'll give him a clap. Look, I don't. I don't know what the future of the rant's going to no, be. No, I'll, I'll clap him when he gets the first tu- his first touch. Definitely. Pe- people seem to like the rant, so I've got to keep it going. Apparently, even if it feels daft, sitting on what are we one one five now? One yeah, one five. Um, it feels daft to keep the rant going and serving it up to teams with the pro wrestling style promo, but. I gotta do it. I apparently, love him. it's, I love it's him. what the people want. So here we go. We lock and load again. We'll, we're gonna put them got, in a book. We got the demons <laughs> on the list. They've made my list. The demons. These fans. Last time our teams met, you dared to elevate yourselves above mediocrity for just a couple of hours and get the best of our mighty hawks. Now, just how many of your fair weather supporters were at the ground to see it, though, I'm not quite sure. The joke is that Melbourne supporters famously flock to the snow, and that's why no one rocks up to your games. But rain, hail or shine, why would you? It's tiring when your team gives you false hope decade after decade, and not much has changed since the 90s, has it, Melbourne fans? I, for one, believe the true test of a club's character is what they do in a time of crisis. And on the brink of death back in 1996, you threw in the towel. You voted in favour of merging with Hawthorne and we were having none of it. A couple of decades and a dynasty later, you're still looking to Hawthorne to save you. Please, can we have Jordan Lewis? Please! Kind of weird how the football media are saying all our stars are cooked and you recruited one in the off-season. But hey, you can relax. Jack Watts is going to reach his potential any day now. I'm sure. Of course, that's all anybody's been talking about with Melbourne this year, all about your potential. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it, Dees fans? Can you feel it beginning to creep in, that sense of impending disappointment? See, the thing with Hawthorne is, we know what we have. We know what we can do. You don't want to know our mojo, Melbourne, because when we get our mojo back, we're the best side in the comp. We've seen it before, we'll see it again. Whereas Melbourne, you're a perpetual question mark. No one's sure whether to back you in because you could so easily disappoint at the drop of a hat. And I pity for fans who have to suffer through that week after week. But hey, we're talking about round seven. We're talking about this week. And this weekend at our hunting ground of the MCG, every heart breaks true for the red and the blue as we sing our song for you. We're a happy team at Hawthorne. We're the mighty fighting Hawks. (laughs) Can I just point out, we also know when to time our run. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, Melbourne, 88, come up against the giant of Hawthorne. 
Melbourne 2000, 2000 come up against the giant of Essendon. Yeah, who barely lost a game all year. And now they're making a break for it and they've got GWS and the Dogs. Well, good luck, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Adelaide, apparently. And Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we've got a ladder to climb. Well, a mountain to climb, I should say. Anyway. <laughs> you know. How are you feeling? Are you feeling any better after this podcast, Tiz? Now that we're at the end of it? Well, I'm going to be watching... On Saturday at 11, when uh, the Box Hill take on Geelong. It's down at Geelong. I'll probably just be listening, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That uh, de-escalated it quickly. Did. <laughs> uh, is it on TV, do you know? It's... I don't think it is. I think they only broadcast on uh, the Sundays. Look, it, look. if it is, we'll, we'll tweet about it. But uh, there you go, Saturday, 11am. Mm. Okay, well, let's watch a winning team, hey? How about that? Just for something different. Well, yeah, give a, give a mic, give him a real Philip, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> oh. oh, look, we'll see what happens. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, that'd be awesome. Um, go to our Twitter page at Hawk Talk Pod. Tweet at us your comments, questions. Uh, you've all been so great. We've, we've got some great fans who love engaging with us and love chipping in week after week, whether we win or lose. At this stage, lose a lot. <laughs> and, but it's, uh, it's, it's great to uh, hear from well, you guys. Well, we're going guys. to be doing a new format. Next week, aren't we? Well, the Box Hill podcast. No, not the Box Hill podcast. Now we're going to yeah. wait until the teams are announced. Yeah. Well, and so we can forecast the next game with a bit more clarity. Hopefully, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be schedule dependent, but I agree with that. I because think um, we get the feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of new fo- new faces in the side, so we yeah we want to be able to profile them for you. And, uh, yeah, so so we'll see if we can switch it up. The podcast might come a bit later next week as a result. Give you an idea of the numbers that'll be on their back so you don't have to buy the footy record. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I can't believe you still buy the footy record. What a joke. Um, so that's going to do it for us. Rate, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff on iTunes, Twitter, SoundCloud. We're on as well on SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, just give us any feedback, positive feedback, please. You don't need any negative feedback in this time of turmoil for the club. Got enough of that as it is. I reckon that's it, Tiz. What do you reckon? Oh, I'm feeling better about Sunday already. Now I can't tell if you're taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> we are a hopeful team at Hawthorne. <laughs>